Now before the readings, a prayer for illumination. To all your people, O Lord, give growth in grace to listen to your word, to receive it gladly, and to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. The Old, Testament, this, the Old Testament reading this morning is taken from Isaiah, Isaiah 7, verses 10 to 16. And I am reading from the Good News Translation. The sign of Emmanuel. The Lord sent another message to Haz. Ask the Lord your God to give you a sign. It can be from deep in the world of the dead or from high up in heaven. Ahaz answered, I will not ask for a sign. I refuse to put the Lord to the test. To that, Isaiah replied, Listen now, descendants of King David. It's bad enough for you to wear out the patience of people. Do you have to wear out God's patience too? Well, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. A young woman who is pregnant will have a son and will name him Emmanuel. By the time he is old enough to make his own decisions, people will be drinking milk and eating honey. Even before that time comes, the lands of those two kings who terrify you will be deserted. The New Testament reading is from Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, again from the Good News Translation, the birth of Jesus Christ. This was how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. His mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they were married, she found out that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. Joseph was a man who always did what was right, but he did not want to disgrace Mary publicly, so he made plans to break the engagement privately. While he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for it is by the Holy Spirit that she has conceived. She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened in order to make come true what the Lord had said through the prophet. A virgin will become pregnant and have a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when Joseph woke up, he married Mary, as the angel of the Lord had told him to. But he had no sexual relations with her, before she gave birth to her son, and Joseph named him Jesus. This ends the readings from the Word of God.
It's all about stories today. Not just the big story, the Christmas story, but your story and mine. Let us pray. God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. Well, we've been hearing the Christmas story as recorded in scripture. We've heard it in song, perhaps in great words like Handel's Messiah, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it unto us, a child is born. Several years ago, in a west coast city, on the city hall, they erected a nativity set, a nativity scene. But the local atheists organization put a sign beside the nativity scene saying Christmas is bad. Well, a proclamation like that can't even come close to the eloquence of the major scene. Unto us a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But there are stories of a different kind, but yet stories where love is still the bottom line. Stories at Christmas, they are your stories. They're my stories. And it is important that we hold on to each other's stories. You see, they all fuse together. The big story and our own personal stories. The wonderful story of love. My stories fall into two categories, perhaps yours do too, those that were a part of my own personal experience and memory, and those that have come down through the generations of my family, told and retold. Those of my own experience, like the birth of our Susan in 1963, at Christmas time, on a crisp December morning, we embarked on a 40-minute drive to Wolfville in the Annapolis Valley. Now going through Kentville, the traffic light was red. Ah, I thought to myself, this is the ideal time to run a red light. There was no traffic in sight or so I thought. <laughs> but then there was another red light. 
This time it was a flashing red light coming to my attention. It was on top of a vehicle that was hugging my rear bumper. The Mountie came to my window, shone his flashlight on me, and then on Joanne, almost one month overdue. And his judgmental mood quickly changed to one of benevolence and mercy. And he offered to escort us the rest of the way. And so a few hours later, our family became three. A happy story told and retold at Christmas time. We can echo the words of Simeon, my eyes have seen your salvation. Now there's an anxious story, part of what we might call the oral tradition going back three generations. It involved a blizzard on a December night, 1903. 116 years ago, the snow was so heavy that the train from Halifax to Moncton became stuck in a huge snowdrift near Shubenacadie. On board was an anxious 39-year-old Jacob C. Jones whose wife, Bertha, in her early 20s, was giving birth to Arthur Abram, destined to become my father in the big gray house which no longer stands in the center of the village of Petticodiac. So, another Christmas memory that has been handed down my eyes have seen your salvation. So the Christmas stories, the wonderful stories of love, are not all in the Bible, and yet they point in a direction of the Christmas story. You have yours, and I have mine. My dear departed Aunt Stell, Christmas 1990, at 90 years of age, it would turn out to be her final Christmas. And she said to me, my Christmas is Petticodiac. Now she had left in 1916 and had traveled to many places eventually Boston, and then settling here in this city. She had left that village long ago, but Christmas consisted of her memories. 1905 as a child, 1910, 1915 as a teenager, totally childhood memories, the stories, and this was her Christmas. Nothing much in the present, but the stories, 
the memories. So keep them somewhere in the deep recesses of your memory, in your bank of memories. Because someday when you're 85 or 95 or maybe even 100, perhaps alone, and those memories will be all you have. They'll be pure gold then, precious memories, how they linger, how they ever flood my soul. Amen.